Welcome to Dire Trip, where we deep dive into all sorts of spooky, horrific, or just plain weird crimes, lawsuits, and strange happenings all over the world. Without further ado, let's get into today's story. What is it about child actors that causes them to become predators once they reach adulthood? It's starting to feel like a common occurrence. In fact, two famous child actors have been involved in these incidents just this month. Today's episode is sponsored by Sick Sad World Clothing. Sick Sad World Clothing is an online clothing shop where you can buy all sorts of different kinds of clothing with a large variety of horror and punk-inspired designs. I like the Lavender Town Ghost in particular myself. Not only do they look cool, but many of the items also go to a good cause, such as this IDUS shirt. Half of the earnings from this product go toward the DNA Doe Project, which helps to identify John and Jane Doe's all over the United States. Half the proceedings from this tank top go to the Brain Research Foundation, which works to fund research towards mental health and neuroscience. There's also this Beat the Backlog t-shirt, of which half the proceedings go toward the End the Backlog organization, which works towards collecting DNA in order to solve older crime cases. The store holds a solid 5-star rating, and most of the items even have free shipping. Right now, if you enter the code DIRETRIP, all capital letters, all one word, you can get a 10% discount that covers the entire store when you check out. Be sure to give them a look, I don't think you'll be disappointed. Corey in the House, one of the greatest hits of all time. Simultaneously holding the title of both best anime and also best video game of all time with its smash hit video game adaption, Corey in the House. You may be asking yourself, what in the hell does this have to do with this channel? And I understand the confusion. Well, the main actor, Kyle Massey, has really been getting into some trouble lately. Now, if you're from my generation, you'll probably remember Kyle Massey as playing Corey on That's So Raven, uh, Raven Simone's bratty younger brother. The premise of the show was that Raven was a high schooler who randomly had psychic visions that resulted in comedic outcomes and a lot of misunderstanding-based comedy. Corey, played by Massey, largely filled the role of comedic relief in this show. He was a popular character that really stole the limelight at times. He was a mainstay on that show from day one in 2003 when it started, all the way until it ended four seasons later in 2007. This was when Disney decided that the world hadn't gotten nearly enough of the Corber to satiate their desire for a dickhead little brother-based comedy, and decided to give Corey his own show after that So Raven ended. In 2007, the world was blessed with the blockbuster powerhouse that was Corey in the House. In this show, Corey and Raven's father gets a job as a White House chef, requiring to live on premises in the White House. Naturally, Corey went along with him. This resulted in Corey's antics risking the sanctity of the White House and the safety of the President of the United States, and in turn, causing a ripple effect that would result in the instability leading to World War III and, as a result, the destruction of the entire Earth and the eradication of the human race. It had viewers on the edge of their seats for all two seasons of the show's run. Massey took it easy after his massive success for a few years. He'd go on to have a role as a fish named Milo in a show called Fish Hooks. He was on the Electric Company reboot for a bit as well. He ended up pairing with Lacey Schwimmer and competing on the 11th season of Dancing with the Stars in 2010. Starting in 2016, he got more involved with music, performing under the name Massey in a song called Verse by the Lebanese-American rapper Skate. 
He's got his own SoundCloud account now where he posts his own music as well. So let's get on with it. Uh, why are we even talking about this guy? Well, you may find it very hard to believe that Kyle Massey's life isn't 100% flawless, as many would assume. He's had his share of scandals over the years. Massey was friends, emphasis on was, with a rapper named Little Twist. In November of 2015, Mr. Twist and a few of his friends were hanging out at Massey's apartment, along with Massey's brother Christopher. For unknown reasons, Massey asked Twist to leave his apartment, leading to a confrontation, during which Twist assaulted Massey and his brother. Instead of leaving the apartment, Twist and his crew pushed further into the residence, cornering Christopher and beating him with brass knuckles and stealing his wallet and cell phone. Kyle was also beaten during the confrontation. To exactly what degree is unknown, but an arrest warrant was issued for Twist. He pled no contest to six charges and received a year in prison. Could this have changed something in Kyle Massey? Moving forward to 2018, Kyle Massey has been getting into a lot of big trouble. Massey was friends with an anonymous family that he knew pretty well. They would hang out and shoot the shit from time to time. They went way back. The family had a daughter that, when Massey met them, was four years old. Over time, this daughter grew up, but uh, not by enough. Massey seems to have taken a peculiar interest in the girl. By the time she was 12, he was messaging her online fairly often, to a concerning degree, you might say. Eventually, the messages became more and more explicit. After tolerating these messages for what appears to be a substantial amount of time, the girl decided to speak up. She made allegations against Massey that, of course, included one, sending her explicit messages over Snapchat, two, inviting her to fly out to his home, three, sending her pornographic video clips, and four, sending her a video of what appeared to be him taking off his pants and revealing his genitalia. Massey vehemently denied the allegations. A year after the allegations, they were dismissed by the courts. Massey thought he was home free, however, it didn't end there. The girl and her family decided to sue him in a civil court one year later. Their stance was that he had seduced a minor, attempted to commit a lewd act with a minor, and annoyed or molested a minor. I have to admit I didn't even know annoying a minor was an actual criminal charge that exists, but uh, apparently it does. Once again, Massey denied the allegations, claiming that it was pure extortion. They knew he was a world-famous actor and wanted some of his sweet, sweet cash. He said that the girl's family was simply using the Washington court system as revenge against him for the allegations being tossed out. They attempted to sue him for $1.5 million, but like the original allegations, the case flopped and eventually was dropped. He said he felt as if they were trying to bankrupt him and ruin his career. Massey sent out a message to his fans, urging them not to jump to conclusions based on the allegations alone, but reserve judgment until the whole story comes to light, proving these allegations baseless. However, eventually the mother was able to provide a flash drive that included proof of Massey's misdeeds, including explicit conversations and the aforementioned video of his junk. 
It also contained proof that Massey had indeed invited the girl to fly out to stay with him and his girlfriend. Not sure how that would have worked out. Police were able to get the chat history from Snapchat, which apparently contained enough negative content to necessitate an arrest. Massey was charged with one count of communication with a minor for immoral purposes. He continued to deny the allegations. In fact, he would outright ignore them. Note, ignoring criminal charges isn't really something you should or even can do. It's stupid. In June of 2021, he failed to show up for a court hearing. The hearing was then postponed and pushed back to July. On July 13th of 2021, just a few days before this recording, he again failed to show up for a court hearing in relation to this case. A judge issued a $100,000 warrant for his arrest. Kyle Massey is now seemingly in hiding. His social media hasn't been updated since the warrant was issued. Uh, we don't really know what's going to happen next. Logic says that eventually he'll be caught and arrested, but the question is when and what will it lead to? Stick around and I'll try to keep you updated on the case. Now, who is Drake Bell? I know you may find yourself asking, is Drake Bell Mexico? Well, sadly, no, he is not Mexico. He is an actor. An actor who has been getting into trouble. Most people out there are going to recognize Drake Bell from his role in Drake and Josh, a very popular sitcom on Nickelodeon created by Dan Schneider in 2004. However, this was far from Drake's first foray into acting. He had actually appeared on one episode of Home Improvement and one episode of Seinfeld back in the 90s when he was very young. One thing that a lot of people may not have noticed was that he was part of what was probably the most recognized commercial for the original Pokemon Red and Blue in the US. It was in 1999 when Drake was hired onto the role in which most kids first remember seeing him, The Amanda Show. It was around this time that he started playing the guitar and getting into music as well. When The Amanda Show was canceled in 2003, it was decided that Drake Bell and his co-performer on The Amanda Show, Josh Peck, would go on to start their own show slash spinoff, Drake and Josh. This was when Drake went from a mere child actor to a teen idol. He put his music skills to work writing the theme song for the show and producing other songs as well. Releasing his first album in 2005 and another in 2006. His music performed moderately in the United States, but oddly performed very well in Mexico, often making the top 100 charts. This was definitely Drake Bell's peak. He was a household name, he was rolling in money, and he even bought a $2 million home out in LA. Drake and Josh ended with a Christmas movie in 2008. Since the show ended, he has acted in many, many roles, but none of them brought him as much spotlight as Drake and Josh did. However, he remained very popular in Mexico. He performed at the Kids' Choice Awards in Mexico and various other concerts throughout Mexico all throughout the 2010s. However, as usually is the case with this channel, Drake began to spiral. In 2009, he was arrested for driving under the influence. He got off with a mere slap on the wrist, but this was just the beginning. Without many large roles to his name, he began hemorrhaging money. He was pulling in about $2,800 a month, but his monthly expenses were more along the lines of $18,000 a month. 
Drake went bankrupt in 2014, reportedly being up to $10 million in debt, and had to sell his home. In 2015, Drake was arrested once again for driving under the influence in Glendale, California. It was around 2.45 in the morning when police spotted him swerving and darting all over the road. He was given a $20,000 bond, which he was somehow able to pay. He pled not guilty to the charges, but things wouldn't end up going his way. He was sentenced to four days in jail and given four years of probation, throughout which he would be forced to attend an alcohol education program. When it came to the prison time, he got out after one day for good behavior, at least. Josh Peck slowly began to distance himself from Drake, despite being lifelong friends, likely due to Drake's slowly emerging shady nature. Josh was doing well for himself, having lost a lot of weight, continued his acting career, and got married. It became quite an online spectacle when Josh didn't invite Drake to his wedding. Many people online didn't know about Drake's turmoil and pinned the blame entirely on Josh insisting that he was smug, arrogant, leaving his friend behind, etc. Many commented on how sad it was to see them grow apart. After this, they seemed to have become friends again to some extent, but things continued going downhill. In 2017, Drake began chatting with a 15-year-old girl online regularly. After months of talking, he was able to meet up with her at one of his concerts in Cleveland, Ohio. Their chats became more and more sexual in nature, leading to a report being filed by the victim in 2018. Possibly to flee the outcome of these allegations, Drake moved to Mexico, where he still had a fairly large fan base, seemingly to live there permanently. He chose to rebrand completely. He legally changed his name from Drake Bill to Drake Campana, which is uh, just the Spanish word for Bell. He started speaking Spanish exclusively and writing music in Spanish as well. In 2020, Drake's ex-girlfriend began accusing him of both verbal and physical abuse throughout their relationship in the 2000s. She claimed that he called her the worst names imaginable, physically hurt her, and even dragged her down the stairs by her legs, causing her face to hit every step on the way down. She claims that she has pictures of this, but they are yet to be seen. Drake denied the allegations completely, but he definitely took a hit to his reputation. After a long investigation, Drake was finally arrested and was facing up to two years in prison. Over Zoom, he pled not guilty at first, but he ended up changing his stance to guilty along the way. Um, I'm sorry that the victim was harmed in any way, but that was obviously not my intention. Um... I have taken this matter very, very seriously. Um, and again, I just want to apologize to her and, and uh, anyone else who may have been affected by my actions. The victim alleged that, in addition to the messaging online, Drake had also assaulted her on two separate occasions, but there were never charges filed over those allegations. Again, in July of 2021, also just a couple of days ago, Drake was finally sentenced in the U.S. He was given two years of probation and 2,000 hours of community service and was, of course, forbidden to contact the victim ever again. He is now 35 years old, and it's unlikely that his career will recover from this incident anytime soon. 
Josh Peck would comment on the incident briefly, simply stating that it's disappointing. Now, I don't really like to speculate personally in my videos, but I always find it hard to feel that these kinds of predators stuck to one victim over the years. It seems to be that you're either a predator or you're not. It's not like you just decide to do this one time and call it quits and that's it. I've never really seen a case where a predator went after one child in their entire life and that was it, no more. So I guess we'll see how it develops over time. Stay tuned to the channel and I will provide periodic updates when they come. Once again, this has been your host, Kyle. Thank you very much for listening to today's podcast episode. Feel free to look through my huge library of other stories if you found this one interesting, and be sure to be there for the next stories that come out each and every week. Have a good night.